I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Exposed to the time vortex, Rose Tyler, now in the form of the bad wolf, says that she can see everything. All that is, all that was, all that ever could be. There's been a great many could-bes in Doctor Who's past five decades, and the road from 1963 to 2022 is littered with half-finished scripts and rejected pitches. So with that in mind then, I'm Ellie with Who Culture, here with 10 unmade Doctor Who stories we wish we'd seen. Number 10. Rose was actually created by the Doctor. Russell T Davies' first series of Doctor Who nearly featured a script written by another lauded British screenwriter. Davies approached his friend Paul Abbott to write an episode for the series, and the pair had previously worked together on Abbott's BBC series Linda Green, which also featured Christopher Eccleston. Abbott's episode would have explored the idea that Rose was an experiment by the Doctor to create his perfect companion. The idea was never developed much further than that due to Abbott's commitments with the increasingly popular Shameless. And it's not clear in the small amount of information given by RTD how exactly the Doctor bred Rose for this purpose. Wibbly wobbly tiny wimily engineered Pete and Jackie's courtship perhaps? It is strange to think how different the tone of the show would have been if the Doctor had been revealed to be a manipulative geneticist. And the Doctor has manipulated companions before, of course, but it does seem at odds with the lighter, more accessible tone of the 2005 reboot. Number 9. Killer Cats of Gallifrey In a follow-up to The Deadly Assassin, the Doctor Who production team wanted to return to Gallifrey for the following season. Now that story ended up being The Invasion of Time, but the original pitch for the season 15 finale was quite different. Killers of the Dark would have revealed that the planet of the Time Lords was also home to a race of cat people who whose culture was similar to those of Asian countries. Not much is known about the story other than it was to feature a gladiator-style battle in front of a stadium full of cat people. Perhaps this would have written out Leela the way Louise Jameson had always wanted, sacrificing her life in battle for the Doctor. David Weir's script got as far as the costume stage, with designer Dee Robson submitting some design sketches. In the end, script editor Anthony Reid and director Gerald Blake decided it would be far too difficult to achieve on Doctor Who's already tight budget. Instead, they opted to make Invasion of Time, which introduced us to the Outsiders instead, Gallifrey's cheaper-to-realise humanoid population who had turned their backs on Time Lord society. Number 8. Jamie's Happy Ending The ending of the War Games was heartbreaking. Sent back to their appropriate time and place, Jamie and Zoe are wiped of their memories of their many adventures with the Doctor. Not so bad for 
Zoe, who returns to a fairly comfortable life on a space station, but Jamie faces a much harder life. Returned back to his life following the Battle of Culloden, he faces slavery, murder, or as detailed in one comic by the legendary Grant Morrison, madness. His ending, however, was almost much more hopeful. In a story that would have formed the third part in a Yeti trilogy, he and the TARDIS would arrive at a Scottish castle owned by an aging laird. The castle is soon under siege from the Great Intelligence and the Yeti. The Doctor defeats them and Jamie decides to stay on at the castle, becoming its new laird. He falls in love with a local girl, Fiona, and is left to live happily ever after. The story was never filmed due to an ongoing copyright dispute between the BBC and the writers Melvin Hazeman and Henry Lincoln, who eventually withdrew their script. And so, Jamie was left to his fate on the fields of Culloden. Number 7. Matt Berry as the Meddlesome Monk Peter Harness, who co-wrote the dark urban thriller The Zygon Inversion slash Invasion with Stephen Moffat, pitched another story that was much lighter. The story was to feature the return of a renegade Time Lord last seen in the 1960s, The Monk. Originally played by comedy actor Peter Butterworth, Harness envisioned Matt Berry in the role. The plot was to feature the meddlesome Time Lord calling on the Twelfth Doctor for help after he accidentally averts the Russian Revolution by playing Boney M to Rasputin. They then try to put history back on course, with the monk eventually taking on the identity of Rasputin. It's a mad comic idea, but it might just have worked. And one can only imagine what a brilliant comedy double act Capaldi and Berry would have made. Moffat turned down the pitch, and Harness's next story for the series was the underwhelming pyramid at the end of the world. Watching a blind doctor trying to crack an entry code is nowhere near as much fun as him mucking around with Rasputin, Matt Berry, and the music of Boney M. Number 6. The Final Game Introduced to the series as Moriarty to the Third Doctor's Sherlock Holmes, The Master was intended to be written out towards the end of the Pertwee era, with a storyline conceived where the former friends would do battle one last time, and during that confrontation, it was to be revealed that the Master was either the Doctor's brother or a personification of his dark side. The climactic scenes were to see the Master sacrifice himself to save the Doctor, his former friend. Whilst it was never produced, the story has been hugely influential over the years. The idea of the Master's conscience catching up with them would be a key part of Stephen Moffat's final series as showrunner. Not only that, but the idea of the Master sacrificing their life to save the Doctor was echoed in the climax to The End of Time Part 2, when he forces the Time Lords back to hell. The story was never produced due to the tragic and untimely death of actor Roger Delgado, and his loss heavily impacted Pertwee, who decided to leave the show, along with script editor Terence Dix and producer Barry Letts. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Number five, return of the Autons. If Doctor Who hadn't been put on hiatus after its 22nd season, there was a whole host of adventures planned. Many of these, like The Nightmare Fair and Mission to Magnus, have since been both novelised and dramatised in the intervening years. One unmade story that remains so due to the lack of a finished script was Robert Holmes's Yellow Fever and How to Cure It. In a classic example of producer John Nathan Turner's grab bag approach to story commissioning, it was to be set in Singapore and feature the return of the Master, the Rani, and for the first time in over 20 years, the Autons. Also appearing would be the Brigadier, who would be in Singapore on holiday before being dragged into the adventure. All that's really known about the story is that the Master and the Rani will be disguised as street theatre performers. Now, John Nathan Turner did do a location scout, or a holiday as some might call it, but beyond this not much more was planned. It does sound like a little bit of an overstuffed combination of elements, but if anyone could make it work, it's Robert Holmes. Number 4. Nazis in the British Museum Mark Gatiss has written for nearly every series of Doctor Who from 2005 to 2017, with a few gaps here and there. And one of those gaps is in series 4, when his script entitled The Suicide Exhibition was dropped in favour of the fires of Pompeii. It was held over for a potential special in the following series, but it was ultimately not made. Set in the British Museum at the height of the Blitz, it was an Indiana Jones-style adventure that pitted the Doctor and Donna against a team of Nazis trying to release something. The museum is revealed to be a giant puzzle box, and the Doctor and Donna have to deal with trapdoors, booby traps, and various other nasties in order to stop the Nazis achieving their goal. While this particular story went unmade, he was able to visit another London tourist attraction when he set Victory of the Daleks in Churchill's War Rooms. Number 3. The Live Halloween Episode Another fourth series story that was eventually abandoned by the production team was Century House, written by Tom McRae. The writer had previously written the Cyberman two-parter for the second series, and was this time given a very different concept by Russell T Davies. Designed to function as the companion light episode, it would focus mostly on the Doctor, taking part in an episode of Most Haunted. Donna would be watching the live broadcast from home as the Doctor and a group of TV ghost hunters investigate the haunting of the Red Widow. 
Davies liked the script, but he worried that following the unicorn and the wasp, there would be too much comedy. He also felt that he'd given the writer a poor premise and no longer had faith in the concept. The story was eventually shelved and replaced by the RTD-penned Midnight, a far scarier episode than Century House would have been. It was a fun concept, but it's unlikely we'll ever get to see it, given that TV ghost hunting isn't as popular as it used to be. Number 2. Stephen Fry's King Arthur Story How exciting was the lead-up to Doctor Who's second series? Not only had the return of the Cybermen, Sarah Jane Smith and K-9 been revealed, but fans were also promised an episode written by Stephen Fry. Now, the polymath author had got quite far in the writing process. He's attended the first read-through, he went for dinner with his fellow Doctor Who writers. His episode was set in the 1920s and would feature a sci-fi spin on Arthurian legend. More specifically, The Green Knight, recently immortalised on film by Dev Patel. Fry's episode was to reveal that Gawain had survived his beheading because he was actually of alien origin. The finished draft was deemed too expensive to realise in its original form and rewrites were suggested. Sadly, a multi-talented figure like Stephen Fry is constantly in demand and so he couldn't commit to the rewrites. The story was sadly abandoned, and despite suggestion that it might have been revisited in the following series, it again never surfaced. What's even more upsetting is that the story that replaced it was the critically derided Fear Her. Sentient crayon drawings are cheaper to realise than Arthurian legends, but much less exciting. Number 1. Tom Baker's Doctor Who Movie One of the great what-if moments in Doctor Who history is Tom Baker and Ian Martyr's proposed movie in the mid to late 1970s. Now they had a director attached, but they could never raise the funding required to make it a reality. Had it been made, it would have been an incredibly memorable combination of folk horror and psychedelic sci-fi. Doctor Who meets Scratchman was to pit the Doctor, Harry and Sarah against scarecrows in a Scottish village, and the devil himself climaxing in a giant game of pinball featuring the Daleks. It's quintessentially Tom Baker, utterly mad but very charming. Whilst the film never saw the light of day, BBC Books did eventually commission Tom Baker to adapt his and Marta's original treatment into a novel. It's both a creepy, blackly comedic Doctor Who adventure and a touching tribute to the Baker era. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.